podcast. I'm your host, Airden Zukic. And unfortunately, my normal guest host, Arnella, is away on maternity leave. I'm an uncle. <laughs> so uh, we will be having a guest host today, also known as the big boss, also known as my dad, Taz Zukic. Hey, everybody. Clap, 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 clap. <laughs> so uh, today we have a very special guest. Um, we recorded episode one on their podcast, the DeCesare Group podcast. Did I get that right? That's, yeah. Okay. And uh, today we have Mr. Jim DeCesare and Brooke Mattingly from the DeCesare Group. Introduce yourselves, guys. Uh, I'm Jim DeCesare <laughs> with the DeCesare Group. And hey, thanks for having us on. I mean, I, I, we weren't expecting this, but we're, we're glad to be here with you all. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm sure there's a, there's some common ground where uh, um, business solutions and trucking can find. Absolutely. Can find. Brooke? Yeah, I'm Brooke Mattingly. I'm the other half or third of the DeCesare group. Um, happy to be here. Yeah, yeah, we're happy to have you guys. Thank you guys so much Absolutely. for joining Thank us today. You. Thank you guys to join here. And, and congratulations on Uncle Easy and Grandpa Taz. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. It's really the awesome. game changer, isn't <laughs> Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, life's life's a lot life, different in the past changed, 12 days. Life change just in a second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Taz was telling me about how um, he got the call when he was in the gym working out. Yeah, in the 5, 5 uh, 45, I got a text message. Hey, she's born in the 532. I said, oh, my God, I just sit on the floor. I cannot wake up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He said, yeah. I had to sit down or else I would pass out. <laughs> well, yeah, the, the way I put it into perspective is I have a new favorite person in life and everybody else falls behind him. Absolutely. <laughs> she's... she's above yeah she's she's, above. she's at the top so yeah. congratulations yeah. we're excited for you and especially for arnella and, yeah. and her thank husband you. thank you so much absolutely absolutely so let's just jump right into it here we've got some questions for you guys um this first question um is for both of you guys so okay. um whoever wants to answer first can go but tell us a little bit about your guys's day-to-day um we don't really get into the nitty-gritty with you guys all we see is the finalized finished products the pretty pictures on instagram and yeah. google and of course i do see some of the behind the scenes when brooke comes by and we film our content days but take me a little bit of what your guys's day-to-day looks like well every day is different i think we can both say that yep. and that's the beauty of you know working for yourself starting your own business Absolutely. so um it's not your typical nine to five office job and that's the best part of it really it's more like five to nine p.m <laughs> 24 7 yeah. <laughs> yeah right as you all know yeah. um but no it's awesome every day is different some days i'm sitting at home all day on my computer just grinding it out some days I'm out all day meeting with clients, potential clients, community events, or some days I'm, you know, visiting clients, right. getting content, the fun, the really fun days. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's great. Every day looks a little bit different. And and that's the beauty of it in my in my mind. Yeah. And and the one thing about the decessory group is we're kind of a we have we have two sides of the operation. So the business consulting and the business development side of the operations more what I deal with right. every day and economic development right. and economic development consulting. And then on the public relations side, that's more a brook, but then we collaborate a lot together with some clients right. where um, I have to, to be a part of that PR process, whether it's helping write press releases or, you know, scheduling, uh, you know, getting them out to the media and things like that. But my day is typically 
um, some things are all the same. You know, every day I wake up, I get up, I go. Routine, and, right? And yeah, you, you get into it, the power of habit, right? Uh, which is important for success in business. Absolutely. And then uh, you know, I get up, I, I, you know, get ready, and then I don't check my phone the first thing in the morning like a lot of people do. I wait about Guilty. ten or fifteen minutes before <laughs> I look at my phone. Uh, but, but but after I get ready, I'll go and, and go into my office and I'll check my emails. But I schedule everything out. Of, you know, I, I plan a week in advance. Oh, so awesome. I kind of know what's going to happen the next week. But there's always flexibility. So like th- this week, for example, right. uh, I've been doing a lot of client meetings and one-on-one meetings. And uh, so I've been out of the office a lot, which, you know, that that gets you behind too because then you, you got a big stack of emails to check right, and, right, 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 you right. know, other things. But um some days, uh, you know, get done early. Some days I'm still working at nine o'clock at night. So yep. like Brooke says, every day is different. Um, but that's the, you know, that's what keeps it interesting and keeps it fun. Uh, you know, we're not just doing the same thing every day, mm-hmm. you know, so that's the fun part. Yeah. When your name is on that W9, you get no, you get no breaks, <laughs> no, right? no breaks, no breaks, all and, gas, no and breaks. it's not unusual for, you know, Sunday afternoons, you know, Brooke and I sh- texting or sharing emails and, you know, figuring out what's going to happen for the, the week that's coming up. Right. So that's just prep. Great. That's great. It's, it's a little bit different than transportation. You know, you, you, you uh, mentioned that you schedule all everything for in week. We cannot schedule every, everything in half days. So yeah. everything, everything can happen in the second. You have to drop everything to grab some different. That's really right. If you have a if you have a shipper here on Monday that's thirty minutes late getting this guy loaded, he can't deliver his load in California on Saturday. You yeah. know what I mean? It pushes everything back. And then if he's yeah. if there's a traffic jam, it just pushes everything back. So we're always constantly working with scheduling and rescheduling and making new appointments, canceling appointments, I'd things like that. I'd be more than happy if I have like, uh, oh. Well, as <laughs> I, I was meeting with a client today and, and I'm consulting them on, you know, kind of best practices for their business. And, you know, you, you want to plan ahead, but you also have to have flexibility uh, right. to move things around if needed because things come up right Absolutely. and and you know you always have to be prepared for those yeah, and less flexibility yeah. that you can do something if it's pop up and stuff yeah i mean that that that's just a gimme you know so you, you i try to put things on my schedule uh you know plan things but sometimes we have to move things around just yeah. like anybody else to because things happen absolutely yes so so uh, moving forward, this question is just for Brooke oh. in, the, in the recruiting and marketing side of things. Um, so obviously, you know, before um, recruiting and advertising was very much, um, how would I say, very much like in front of your face, whether it be billboards, um, you know, newspapers, whatever the case may be. And in the past, probably about the two, last two decades, last 15 years or so, things have been moving a lot away from the job sites towards social media and very targeted recruiting. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you see that evolving moving forward? Do you think that like we're going to have like in the future where something like pings in your brain and it's like, try this trucking company. It's after we chip you. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I mean, gosh, it's just crazy. Even in our lifetime, you know, the way things have changed, like Instagram didn't hardly exist 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. And now it's like, that's my main platform, TikTok, even since I graduated college, like where did that come from? Um, it's, it's crazy the way it just continuously evolves. And 
we're constantly inundated, right? right? It's like, how do you set yourself apart when Absolutely. all you see is just like stuff in your face 24 seven, no breaks, you know, like my dad said, he is smart and doesn't look at his phone first thing in the morning, <laughs> but some of us, it's like, Oh yeah. guilty. What, what's up there. So, um, yeah. In the recruiting and job search, no different. Right. Right. Um, so I think it's going to keep moving that way. And you just, you know, something with Taz that I think we do really well is promote your culture, promote the, you know, environment that you all create Mm -hmm. here for your employees, for your drivers. Um, because nowadays, you know, if you're gonna, if you see a job posting for Taz trucking, Hmm, let's, let's see what they're about. You know, maybe they check out your social media and, um, we like to keep it fun over there. So yeah, we do, yeah, we do. check us out. <laughs> yeah. Check us out. Touch trucking. Um, but no, I mean, I think it's just going to keep moving that way. Um, and the job sites are important, you know, right. for people that are searching for something specific, but also, you know, social media is an important component to that and just keeping your page updated with what you're doing at your company, how you treat your employees, because that's, what's really going to sell, sell your business to your future employees. Right. Right. And I think like the social media is kind of like your first impression to everybody. Yeah. I I would add, you know, I was, I was in marketing and media, you know, over 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. And the, the difference is, you know, at, at one point you'd, you'd either get a newspaper ad radio tv billboard mm-hmm. you know that was kind of that was kind of it right and now you know any marketing agency will tell you that if you aren't spending at least 50 percent of your marketing budget on digital advertising wow. then That's you're not doing it right and 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 that goes with you know you can still be on tv but there's a difference between broadcast tv and over the top tv so, you know, over the top is your streaming services, but you can also target your clients. Absolutely. And it's just like if, if someone comes to your website, and I, I don't think we're doing it, but, you know, we could retarget them uh, or anybody's website. Yep. You know, you 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 go to Nike to look at a pair of shoes, and then the next thing you know, you're inundated with Nike ads, yep. right? Yep, 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 yep. And, and as far as job recruiting is, is going, you know, we, we work with clients where we geofence for them. Mm-hmm. You know, and and we are doing one now for a construction type company where basically we we're we're covering within a hundred miles of Bowling Green uh, for people with certain skill sets, mm-hmm. so that they can get and it takes them right to their web page and they fill out the application and then they can bring them in for an interview. What what's really cool is that not only do we know who they are, we know when they walk through the door. That's so, a little scary. It is a little scary. <laughs> yeah. Big but, brother. <laughs> but it works. Yeah, no, absolutely. The more targeted and the more specific you can get, the way better it's going to work, whether yeah. it be advertising, recruiting, yeah. job search, whatever it is. You have to get the right in front, the, the right information in front of the right person. But, you know, just like any advertising or marketing, it's hard to see the ROI. Mm. And, you know, with digital, it's a little better. But back in the golden age of right. advertising, you know, there was a there was a, a quote, and I'm going to mess it up. Do you, someone asked, you know, what are you spending your money? He goes, well, 50% I spend on the advertising. I, I see results, and the other 50%, I don't know what's going on. You know, right, right, right. And, right, and, right, and right, that's right. just, you know, that's 
that's part of it, but it's all about branding. And, you know, yep. Taz does a great job of Taz trucking, not Taz the man. Well, <laughs> Taz the man too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you all are really good at branding yourselves. And, and, you know, that's what you want. You want people to see your brand and go, oh, that's who I need to do my next delivery. Absolutely. Great, great, great. Thank you. Let's go a little bit back in past to see what's happened before Taz existing here. So Taz will celebrate uh, next year, 20 years. So. And uh, I have a question from for Jim. Jim, how long you live in Bowling Green? A little longer than you. Um, <laughs> so Amy and I, my wife, we got married in 92, and we were actually living in my home state of Florida. Um, but I, I grew up some as a kid in Kentucky because my parents, uh, my mother was from Kentucky. She was from Hopkinsville. But uh, Amy and I, after we got married in, in the spring of 92, uh, we decided we wanted to come back to this region. So we kind of had a, a deal with whoever got a job first, <laughs> that's where we would move. Wow. <laughs> so uh, We're so lucky that Amy got a job first. <laughs> well, you go, yeah, it, it, and it goes a little – so you may or may not know Charlie Fortney with Graves Gilbert Clinic, but he used to own OHP that does the drug testing and stuff for different right. companies. Uh, he actually hired Amy. Oh, wow. So it's he was the news director at, at the TV station, and uh, he he's the one that hired her. Of course, she went to WKU, and then I ended up going there too. But um, we've been here since uh, August of 1992. Oh, good, good. <laughs> just a little bit before me, so yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> but but you know, it, uh, we've been here long enough that I can remember when Campbell Lane was still two lanes. Uh, the Veterans Parkway was two lanes. You know, this was all two lanes. Uh, there were, you know, none of this was out here, at, yeah. out where you're not located. Not even Taz, right? Not even Taz, <laughs> but, but really not even the, the industrial park. Uh, a lot of this was South not, Warren wasn't here. South Warren wasn't here. Uh, so we've we've seen a we've seen this this community grow. I think when we moved here in '92, there was about seventy five thousand, maybe in the city and county. And now, you know, we're, we're pushing almost 200,000 in the county years later. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. In that time, when, when you move in Bowling Green, do you remember it's any, any, uh, companies, transportation companies that have headquarters in Bowling Green? Nope. <laughs> I don't. And you know, I, which is I, crazy to think about now. Yeah. And it's my understanding. And I don't know if I have the, my facts totally correct. But at one time, Kentucky was not a state that was favorable to trucking companies uh, due to some of the laws on the books. And then there was a change, hmm. and, it, and it kind of opened things up. And, and with good reason, because, you know, there's a lot of activity here. Right, and, right. It's and, the heart. It's literally, if you, if you look at the entire continent of the United States, Kentucky's literally the heart, yeah. like right where the heart would be. And, and we're, you know, as you all know, you're, what, within a... It, from a logistics standpoint, what I, I think this is right, you, you know, you're looking at three days. You want to be within three days of your customer uh, by trucks. Uh, but from a, you know, from a vehicular standpoint where we're within a day's drive of 70, 75 percent of the population. Yep, absolutely. So, you know, that makes this area a sweet spot for absolutely. transportation and logistics. Okay. In less than 15 to 20 years, Countless. Countless trucking companies have opened in Bowling Green, including yours. Yours truly. Yours truly. 
How has this huge growth in trucking companies influenced economic development directly or indirectly? So, well, directly, it's, you know, folks like you opening a new operation and, and then <clears throat> hiring people, uh, you know, running your business, paying your property taxes, paying, paying your business taxes, um, you know, so for our economy, you know, and then their, your employees go out and spend that money at the grocery store, Absolutely. go to the movies, you know, catch the hot rods or go to Skypack or whatever. So that's the direct impact that, that you all have. So I think, you know, for basically for every dollar of salary, it, it, it converts into maybe $3, based on their, you know, how they're spending it. Economic impact, right? The, yeah, the economic impact yeah. of all that. And then indirectly, um, so as you look at the growth we've had with economic development and industrial growth, um, we have to have trucking companies because all these manufacturing facilities got to get their goods somewhere. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it makes sense to... I think it, at one time, a lot of companies had their own tr trucking. You Private know, fleets, right? Yeah, 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 they would do their, their own stuff. But, you know, from a, an HR standpoint, from a bottom line standpoint, it, make, a standpoint, it makes more sense to contract that out mm -hmm. to Taz Trucking or whoever, uh, mainly Taz. And then, yep. uh, <laughs> you know, so they, they don't have, you know, it's, it's a contract. They don't, they, you know you know the cost of bringing on a new employee, yes. right? <laughs> oh my God. So, Especially for us, well, we, we employ across the state. Yes. Yeah, we bring people from... Um, Florida, Nebraska, Wisconsin, yeah, from, all over. All yeah. Over, yeah. So, so, you know, onboarding costs are huge. And when in manufacturing facilities, of course, it's it's on-time delivery. It's it's all real-time. I mean, right. they're making stuff, and it's already, sometimes already sold, uh, yes. you know or like they're they're preparing something and they're building something and the stuff they need to do the next step isn't here until they get like a minute after that first step so they literally take that thing off of the truck and directly onto the yeah yeah so yeah. It, you that's know that's yeah that's the the um the the economic impact that you have you know indirectly uh because you're 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 part of the team for these different facilities Absolutely. whoever your customers are and you know that's a that's huge in the recruitment side mm -hmm. because you know I've been on these site visits and site selections when economic developers come into a community, they want to know. Well, uh, tell us about you know how much water we can get from you. What about natural gas? Mm -hmm. uh, where's the electricity coming from? Do you have enough power to supply my facility? Um, how many pe how many people do you have living in in your community, and what kind of growth have you seen? Do what you kind of skill set do those people have? Yeah, exactly. What kind of educational facilities do you have? What kind of logistics do you have? Right. You know. And uh, I remember when I was doing economic development on an interim basis in Logan County, <clears throat> that that was one of their questions. They go, "What you know." What's the trucking situation like? And I said, well, so happens we're, we're really good. So, you know, that's a long answer to your question, but directly and indirectly, you know, trucking and logistics in this, in South Central Kentucky is, you know, extreme. It's a big piece of the puzzle mm -hmm. that is needed to have the kind of growth that we're having, especially with the industrial sector. And as you know, we keep bringing in these new industries and everybody's going, well, where are they going to live? And this, that, and other. I mean, we have a housing shortage. 
and and things are not slowing down Workforce despite shortage. Yeah. Despite what's happening around the rest of the country here, we're kind of in that economic bubble uh, to some extent where, you know, we're still seeing a lot of growth and a new housing study came out. Uh, you know, there's a five-year deficit, something yep. like that. And yep. then, you, then you're going to have your aged population where senior living is going to be needed. So there's a, there's a lot of factors that come into play. But, but the point I was making is, is that these industries are moving here because, A, uh, this is a great place to operate from. Mm-hmm. And we have all the necessary ingredients for them to be successful, which includes trucking. Thank you. Thank I you think, so much. I think um, something like Bowling Green is within, what, 500 miles of 75% of the, the United States population. Well, we're within a day's drive of 75% of the population. Wow. Yeah. wow. wow. Which, so. which makes sense when we get all these huge companies coming in and they're like, well, you know, we, it's not, the, the real estate isn't too expensive. The workforce isn't too expensive. And like all this room to grow and grow with the community. You know yeah. what I mean? And we love to see that. The dead center point for that magic Days drive yeah. is Henderson, Kentucky. Really, and, but the problem with Henderson is is there's no real interstate, right? And it's it's you know, right, wrong, or indifferent. It's a heavily union community, mm-hmm. and you know a lot of these industries want to be. Uh, they don't want to be union. Right. You, you know, you see what's happening in the automotive sector Absolutely. now. <laughs> so, uh, and it because when 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 a strike happens at a at an automobile plant. It has a huge trickle down effect, and I'm sure it, yep. it, it impacted you all to some extent. One hundred percent. You know where you, you aren't delivering parts for you know whatever or, or tr- a car or truck or whatever you know because it could come from FPI or it could come from wherever, and you know those components need to get there to build the cars. Where well, they're not building cars, you're not taking, you're not driving right. trucks. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> and. Uh, this strike really impact us very well. We have now trailers sitting sitting all around. We cannot deliver, so they're well, sitting forever. I don't yeah, know they're literally long. sitting there loaded, and yeah. since the people are on strike, there's nobody to unload the trailers, so they're just waiting for, for them to get off strike. Well, I, you know, by the time this airs, or, you know, uh, hopefully they're getting real close to striking a deal. Right. No pun intended. No but. pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so let's change gears a little bit here. Yeah, um, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we love it. We love it. Um, so, Brooke, when you're looking at social media recruiting, advertising, you know, promoting, whatever the case may be, what actual metrics are you wanting to look at as an advertiser? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a, a couple different questions, right? So when you're looking at recruiting, you're going to measure it in quality hires, okay. right? Right, 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 right. <laughs> um, and, you know, Dad already kind of talked – I don't know if we said we are a father daughter. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, here. yeah, yeah. I think that's my daughter. Probably <laughs> obvious, but um, in case no one was sure of that, um, he kind of talked about the ROI and the return on investment, and mm-hmm. that's certainly what you want to see when you're putting money behind it. But just in you know your run of the mill social media, um, we've been talking about this quite a bit, but really we're looking at impressions and reach. Mm-hmm. It's just. Like I was mentioning earlier, when you're so inundated, it's like, how often are you really liking and commenting anymore? And, you know, it may be discouraging. And, and you know, you see on Instagram now, they're taking away that like number where you can hide it altogether. Right, it doesn't even matter anymore. It doesn't even matter. This is a little bit off topic, but I worked in the influencer marketing space for quite some time over the last five years. And, 
you know, even the way that influencers used to be paid to post, it, it was all based on followers, likes, and comments when I first started. In the last couple of years, that doesn't matter. You can buy likes. You, yeah, can, you can pay bots in Russia to like your post right. and have thousands of likes. But that's not quality engagement. Right. That's not quality impressions. You want to see that, you know, people in your area are are seeing it. Right. And those impressions, that's who is seeing your post. Right. How many times are they seeing it? Um, I, I think that's what really matters these days. Um, and that's where I'm looking on everything is reach impressions and engagement is always important, but you want quality engagement. Right, right, uh, right. You don't want, yeah. you know, I mean, I, I don't, I don't comment or like a lot of stuff. Yeah. But, but you I, see it, but I see it. Right. 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 right and, right. and you know, and, and with clients, some clients, it's hard to get them to understand the difference between likes and impressions because it's nice to be liked, yes. uh, but you know I really prefer that they call me and say, "Hey, we want we want to use you yeah, because absolutely. I saw your your ad on, or your posts on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, or absolutely. Instagram. Absolutely, put or, your money where your mouth is. That's right. right. right you know. Right, right. Okay, so switching back to you, Jim. So, what's the value of having safe and reliable? We obviously kind of talked about this, but what's the value of having safe and reliable? transportation providers within a community? Well, you know, I think that's a great question because, you know, safety is paramount, yeah. especially in your industry and a lot of the uh, the industrial facilities and in construction. And, you know, if, if you have a, a bad reputation or a, a bad uh, incident rate, uh, that's going to cost you customers mm -hmm. because I'm sure – Whenever you sign a contract with a customer, they're asking you, they want proof of insurance and they want to see all the different documentation on, Absolutely. you know, what's your safety, you know, uh, protocol and all that. And so having safe uh, providers is extremely important. Mm -hmm. And reliability, you know, we've touched on that uh, because it is a just-in-time market anymore. Uh, you know, stuff doesn't sit around unless they're on strike. Um, <laughs> it, you know, you're you're typically dropping a load off and it's going right to the floor and it's, you know, if it's a part. Right. Uh, or, you know, so uh, nothing sits around anymore for very long. You know, you right. might have coils that sit uh, on a, a warehouse floor for a week, mm -hmm. you know, at most. Right. But, you know, this stuff is just moving. And here's another thing I didn't talk about is, um, you know, Kentucky has really become the distribution hub for the United States. I mean, there's a reason UPS is based in Kentucky. Louisville. The, yeah, yeah, there's a reason that Amazon's main distribution facility is based in Kentucky. There's a reason for what's the company with the yellow, uh, I can't remember, L LH something, whatever. But, DHL. you know. Huh? DHL. DHL. Yeah. DHL yes. yes, they're based in Kentucky. You know, so there, there's a reason for that. Right. And so reliability, safety, uh, you know, you got to have both of those to, to be successful. I would assume in your business, you know it better than I do. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> but, and to piggyback off of that, what can like say um, like Bowling Green in the '90s? What can a local community do to attract trucking companies in the '90s? No, not in the '90s. <laughs> oh, okay, but, yeah. But uh, well, I would encourage that. nobody to open a new uh, trucking company here, and everybody use tax. <laughs> <laughs> This is not paid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's just Jim's opinion. Uh, well, I, I, 
I don't know that they actually need to, to go out and recruit. I think, you know, because of the activity that's happening here now, any good company is going to do their market research to see if, they're, you know, if it's worth opening a new operation right. uh, in Bowling Green, Kentucky. And I know there is a national trucking company that's building a new facility here. Now, I think they're just relocating a little bit, but they are going to expand uh, because they see what's happening here. But for the most part, um, the recruiting part, I don't think may be that important mm -hmm. because if the industries are, are going to keep moving here, that's going to market demand's going right, to dictate right, 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 if right, someone right. else comes in or if Taz expands their operation. <laughs> yeah, we try, but we cannot reach to the trucks. So the truck <laughs> is still shortage on trucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you, you, you have that, but you can't, just like with anything else, you can't get new trucks, you can't yeah. get. You know, and we're still dealing with the chip issue right. uh, from COVID. And, you know, so there's some some new chip facilities being built in the U.S. now to help mitigate that problem. The problem with that is, is that it takes two or three years to build them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and the fact that they're going to be more expensive now because the labor is much more expensive here than they were when they were getting built in whatever China or Taiwan or whatever. Yeah, but at least you'll have the chip. <laughs> at least you'll have them. Right, right. Absolutely. Again, it's market demand. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, okay, so last question here, guys, and then we'll wrap it up. Okay. So, Brooke, from working with us here at Taz, what tr tips or tricks would you give a trucking company looking to improve their online and social media presence besides hiring the Desiree group to do it for them? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, for any company, be it trucking or anything else, I think just having a presence is important. So many businesses, I you know, you'll look at their page and they haven't posted in three years. It's right. like, oh, you guys still open, you know. Right. Um, I think my number one tip is just consistency. Mm -hmm. Post weekly, post something, at least, you know, show people what your company is doing. I think, you know, I touched on this earlier, but our strategy with Taz from day one has been, you know, showcase your employees, showcase your drivers, show everyone what you're doing here. Mm -hmm. Um, tell your story, you know, you all are so involved with the community and, and that's, we want to showcase that, right. you know, it's not necessarily that we are trying to get business for Taz right. off our Instagram. Right. Um, but we want, you know, people to work here. We want people to support you all, um, to know, you know, what your all's values are. And I think that showcasing that on social media is, is what our goal is, um, since we've been working together and that's what a lot of companies are trying to do. Uh, it's different, you know, if you are like more sales oriented right, company right, or right, whatever, right, 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 but, right. um, you know, just because you're not a customer facing business right. doesn't mean that social media is not important Absolutely. Um, to your business. And I think some people need that reminder. Yeah. And, you know, I think there's a lot to be said for family owned and locally owned and operated mm -hmm. uh, businesses like Taz, like the DeCesare group and others. Um, and, and when you, you, Typically, in family operations, the employees become an extended part of your family. Absolutely, I'm not saying that doesn't happen at the corporate, you know, with with national organizations, but it's just a different feel and it's a different vibe. And you know, you have that culture here that's kind of a, it's a family operation. Everybody's family. Yep. You know, I've been here for some of your events. Do you have the cookouts, the things that you do? And so, I think when people see that, um, 
you know, if I had to choose between XYZ National Trucking Company and a company that can do the exact same thing, provide the exact same service, maybe at a little better price, maybe not, but the customer service experience is going to be a lot better and they have happy people. Right. That's where I'm going. Right, right. You got to go with the... You got to go with the actual humans instead of like the robot corporation yeah. that's just <laughs> pumping out money and making sure their bottom line is good, right? Absolutely. Yep. Okay. Well, I think that wraps it up for us today, guys. I want to say thank you to Mr. Jim and Miss Brooke for joining us today. Well, thank and, you. Um, Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you to the Cesare Group to join us today. <laughs> thank you, Taz. And as I mentioned when you were on our podcast, you know, I... I, I think, you know, you're you're a great inspiration and you have a, a wonderful story. But more importantly, you've, you've, you're part of our community and, and, you know, our community is better because of Tash Trucking. Oh, wow. thank you so much. <laughs> My pleasure. I think, I, uh, to piggyback off of that, I think that Tash Trucking is better because we're in Bowling Green in the community. So, um, you know, we give back to the community because we got back so much from this community. Um, but yeah, I think that wraps it up for us here today, guys. Like I said, thank you to the Tessere Group for joining us today. And this has been TaskCast signing off. Thanks for listening, everybody. We started this podcast because we love what we do and love getting to showcase the Taz brand. If you enjoyed what you heard, subscribe to our show wherever you listen to podcasts or follow us on Instagram at Taz Trucking.